0: Locked
1: Talk Radio. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in once again to the place where sports opinions collide. Dead End Sports. I'm your host 12 Kyle. On this week's episode we're going to talk about your busted bracket. That's right. Everybody in America has a busted bracket. So we're going to talk about March Madness. We're also going to talk about Phil Jackson with the New York Knicks. He's got some big decisions to make going forward. I'm also going to talk about Mike Vick. He's a Jet now. So what does that mean for Geno Smith? And I'm also going to get in some talk about hip-hop, rappers, and athletes, and how they associate when you use word association. Of course, I'm going to be joined by my partners. You know the boys from Dead End Hip Hop, FIFO, B, and Kim. So pass the word. Dead End Sports. It's about to go down. Let's go. Thank you for tuning in once again. It is Tuesday night. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, that could only mean one thing. It is time for the best show on the Internet, the place where sports opinions collide. This is Dead End Sports, and you're locked in live. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. The phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. This is an interactive show. We ask that you not just listen to the show. Be a part of the show. Participate in tonight's discussion. There's a few ways you can do that. You can log into the chat room. The chat room is always open and interactive. Just create a profile for yourself and join us in tonight's discussion. You can also hit the show up. You can hit us up on Twitter, if you're on Twitter, uh, at Dead End Sports. Uh, You can also follow the show on Twitter, at Dead End Sports. If you're on Facebook, go to facebook.com backslash sports. Like the page, become a fan of the page. Um, you can also check out our website, deadendsports.com. We have interesting articles up almost each and every day, but uh, news and tits bits about the sports world. Uh, you can also check us out. Remember, this show is being broadcast live here each and every Tuesday night. So, in the event you cannot listen to the show live or you missed any parts of the show, Check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash dead-end sports. Uh, you can also check us out on Stitcher as well. If you have an Android or iPhone, uh, just go to your application store, download the Stitcher application for free. It doesn't cost you anything. Upload it. Look for uh, dead-end sports. And that way you can listen to our show at your leisure, at home, or on the go. It's just that simple. Again, the phone number to call in, area code 646. 646- four seven eight zero three five six. Uh got a lot, a lot of sports to talk about. A lot of stuff to cover, as I mentioned in the intro. Um <laughs> March Madness is here. Uh there's nobody in the world that has a perfect bracket, so I guess we can start there. Before we start there on March Madness, man, I gotta bring in my partners, man. You know the fellas from Dead and Hip Hop going to bring in FIFO, B, and Ken. Fellas, what's going on? What up,
2: what up, what up?
1: What up? What
3: up? Yo oh,
1: yo yo yo! What's happening, fellas? What's good? Where can Where can now. I? Want, I want yeah, I'm here.
4: Come I'm in. here, man. I got oh, okay. I got caught up watching NBA TV. Hold on, man. Let me get out of here. I'm watching the the 2013. Uh, some special that they, they did for uh, the championship, the heat one and they were recapping the series,
0: <laughs>
4: so, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think they're gonna win this year, so I think I'm gonna just need to, I don't know, try to just it's watch that, to and, them. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got some things, things for that later, but anyway, but, uh, glad to be here, fellas, you know, I'm a little, uh, uh, under the weather, my, my back is out, so, what? You know, it's kind of like my man. I don't, I don't even know what happened, bro. Like it, it just it just went out, man. I got I got a uh, eight hour heat patch on me, you know that I had all day, and I'm sitting here taking a uh, eight hundred milligram ibuprofen, and and it's, it doesn't help at all. You know, so damn. Oh that man, I'm sorry to hear that,
1: man, boy. That back ain't no joke, man.
0: <laughs> Ask Larry Bird. Nah, nah <laughs> man, I was I was
4: sleeping. I was asleep last night and I didn't take I didn't take the ibuprofen. I was like, you know, I'll be able to get through it. And mm-hmm. man, at, at some point, you know, when you fall into that deep sleep and, yeah. and your body just relaxes and you kind of go into business as usual, I, my back and everything just forgot that it wasn't working well. So I tried to <laughs> tried to turn around and I let out this scream. I tell you, my, my kid <laughs> ran out the room because <laughs> he was standing up. He just took off yelling. Oh, man, it was terrible. It sounded like, like someone screaming, walking dead shit. You know? like,
0: <laughs> 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 it was terrible, man. I, I was a little
4: embarrassed, man. But, you know, that that pain was that pain was no joke, man. It, it'll put you down, bro. Man, but I'm here. Back injuries. i up, and I'm ready to go. All
1: right, cool, cool, cool. The phone number to call in, 646 646- four seven eight zero three five six we're talking sports. You are locked into the hottest sports show on the internet. That's right, dead end sports. The place where sports opinions collide. Um gotta start man with Marsh Madness, man. I mean, uh nobody <laughs> could have predicted what happened this past weekend that happened. Uh everybody's bracket, as I mentioned in the intro, everybody's bracket is busted, uh mine included um
0: mm-hmm.
1: i don't feel as bad this year as i did last year i mean last year i was destroyed i ain't gonna lie georgetown messed me up and the fact that i don't like georgetown made it even worse because i picked them to go a little bit further than they did but they just really destroyed my brackets um but there's been a lot of big surprises and disappointments and, and upsets um so let's start there man I'll, B, will will start with you first man who's been the biggest and we may be all unanimous in this in, in talking about this, who's been the biggest surprise thus far for the NCAA tournament?
3: Um, Dayton, the Dayton Flyers. I think they've been the biggest surprise. You know, they didn't let that first upset, you know, get to their head. You know, they 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 beat Ohio State, which is a great a great defensive team, and mm. you know they put they they, they didn't they didn't. They didn't stay high in the clouds. They, they refocused, and they got right back, and they took care of business against the, the number three seed, Syracuse. And they and they went out there, and they took care of business. You know what I'm saying? And they got the win, and they advanced to the 316, and they can possibly go to the Elite Eight. Because, I mean, you know, Stanford, yeah, that's a good squad, but it's not like, no, oh, okay, check that off, check that off, or whatever. I, I think Dayton right. has a shot. Dayton has a shot to, to you know, go off into the Elite Eight, which I don't think nobody has in their bracket. Even if you're probably an alum, you probably don't even think, Dayton was gonna to get to the Elite Eight, so you know, you know, Dayton. I would say because you know, unlike Mercer, you know, I think they were still high off that Duke win, and you know, mm-hmm. when they when they got to that second round game, it was just kind of like, oh well, well, you know, we beat Duke, so hey, you know, we let's go ahead and just just play and whatever happens happens. You know, I didn't right. see no focus. I didn't see the focus you know Mercer had like the way Dayton did. Dayton was like, look. We beat these motherfuckers. Let's go beat this squad, too. You know what I'm saying? We, <laughs> exactly. we're, more, we're, we're more than just a mid-major school. So, you know, I've noticed that. And, and, and,
0: mm. and you know,
3: and who else? It was somebody else that I, I thought that was very impressive. Actually, I thought Connecticut was very impressive. I mean, I didn't expect them to kind of really
0: –
3: I thought they were going to get pounced by um, by Villanova, and they went out there and they took care of business mm. against,
1: against Nova. And I was
3: I was very – I was very surprised. I was like, okay, you know. I mean, that's what I love about the tournament, man. You just never know who's going to, like, come out and rise into the occasion, you know. So that stood out, and another thing stood out. And I know I probably said this. This is like a broken record all over since we've been started b- talking about college basketball. But, you know, a lot of these, you know, some of these smaller schools, man, they they do well because they got – I look at their starting line, and it's, what is that noise? What, what's that duck noise?
1: Probably tweet.
3: Somebody's
0: phone's beeping because <laughs> I'm here every Jesus. time a
3: tweet goes through. Yeah, but um, I'm sorry, but yeah, like I've noticed whenever I see like a mid-major school or just a small, a smaller no-name school beat a big-name school, I always go on and look for they look on their starting lineups, and I always see like senior, 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 junior, and then I look at the other school and I see freshman, freshman, sophomore, freshman, and, and maybe a junior. So I'm just be that 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 senior. I, I know I said it before, but having like a a, a, a starting lineup full of seniors. That that kind of plays a factor, man. And, and I kind of forgot Florida had that. And I'm like, well, maybe, you know, maybe if I was redoing my bracket, maybe I would might put Florida, you know, going further than where I had them going. Cause, man, them dudes, I mean, you know, they looking serious as hell right now, man. Florida, they looking scary. They like they don't got nobody in the front court that can match them up right now. So, other than that, I love it. I mean, it's what I expected. You know, we had madness on the first freaking game with Dayton against Ohio State. And it just from that, like after Saturday, I just pretty much like gave up on my bracket. I'm just like, well, hell with it. Saturday, <laughs> yeah, right, year. right, right. Saturday, Saturday just messed me all up. I was like, oh wow. So you know, just you know, it's just, that's the power of March Madness. Man, I love this time of the year.
1: No doubt, no doubt. What about you, FIFA? Who's been the biggest surprise to you uh, thus far in the first week of uh, first weekend of uh, the NCAA tournament?
3: Um, you know, I guess maybe I'll, I'll tackle the elephant in the room. You know, Duke losing.
1: Uh,
3: you know that that you know, sometimes it happens. So you know, like B was saying last week, I was listening to the last week's show. Sometimes it might be that forty-minute stretch that is just not so nice.
0: Yeah. know, and,
3: and and you could kind of tell Jabari was pressing. You know, it just wasn't. You know, it just didn't happen the way it was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that that was kind of surprising, mainly because, you know, for me, I've always said, I feel like he's the most NBA ready, the most consistent freshman this year. You know, so I, I didn't see them losing in the first round. That was definitely a shocker. Um, and I think, um, I haven't, I told you so. With Wichita okay, State, go ahead. Wichita State versus UK, I said, you have to have talent. You know, all of this basketball stuff is nice, but sometimes, you know, I might – give me the talent. I'd rather have the talent because I feel like I'm a hell of a coach. So, if you give me the talent, we could beat anybody. I don't care what kind of system you got. We're going to win. We're going to come out here and play. And, you know, uh, Kentucky Kentucky did their thing. I I definitely – Thought that they were gonna lose it, you know. But I, I think they showed nice resolve. I think Tyler Perry got them,
5: you know, to a point now
3: where you know they they, they could really compete for this national chip.
1: Mm-hmm. No doubt, no doubt. I, I agree totally. Um, what, what about you, Ken? What was been what's been the biggest surprise thus far?
4: Um, I would say I I, I really didn't see a, a, a Dayton Stanford matchup. Um, <laughs> You know, Stanford taking out Kansas was, was a shocker to me, man. Um, and, and let alone just the way they did it and how how Andre Wiggins just, just basically just disappeared.
0: You know, yeah. and,
4: and you know, that, that doesn't sit well with me. Like, sometimes you have bad games, and I get that. Like, Jamari Parker, you know, kind of pressed. And, you know, his first time being in a high-pressure situation – and, you know, it, and, and the moment just kind of got to him a little bit. But for you to only what, take six shots, and you know, in, in a game, in a competitive game like that, if he would have given them anything more than what he did, they would have won that game. You know, so I look at him as being part of the reason why they, you know what, as probably even the sole reason why they lost. I don't want to take anything away from them. From what Stanford did because they played mm-hmm. a hell of a game, which is obvious because they won. But Jabari, but Andre Wiggins wasn't aggressive. I guess that's what I'm what, I, what right. I'm trying to say is his lack of aggression and trying to be aggressive. Um, you know, just I, it just I, I just didn't see them losing. I mean, and knowing you were down, one of your players in bed, so you know mm-hmm. you got to step up, and he and he didn't, man. So. Um, I, I had Kansas winning it all. And, you know, when that oh, happened, wow. I was... damn, man. Kansas! Was, uh, you know, I was sitting there... <laughs> Your <laughs> bracket is really busted. Oh, yeah, my bracket's done. I had Wichita <laughs> winning it all, too, man. Yeah, I had
3: Wichita Wichita losing in Kentucky, actually,
4: in my bracket. They yeah, almost beat Kentucky, man, and I almost had that one, man. So, they kind of pissed me off with that crap. But, uh, but yeah, man, so, uh, uh, Stanford... Dayton matchup, nah, I, I, I didn't see that at all. Especially considering the competition that they went up against.
1: Right. Yeah, man, I, I would say, man, the biggest surprise, I, you know, much like B and, and, and what FIFo said, um, biggest surprise probably it was, um, you know, Dayton winning both games. Um, Mercer, like B said, Mercer, you know, obviously was phenomenal and huge by beating Duke. But um you know, they kinda, of, you know, tailed off or whatever and got run out of the gym uh, you know, the next time they hit the floor. But, you know, Dayton a and, and, and I, you guys know I'm a Syracuse fan, I've been saying it all especially toward the back end of you know, the, the college basketball season, that this this team scares me. <laughs> and uh, it meaning my Syracuse Orange. And um, you know, when we we're shooting well from the outside, you know, all is well. But Cooney couldn't shoot, uh C.J. Fair struggled, and when they, when you don't shoot well from the outside, um, you know, defensively there was lapses and stuff like that, and Dayton came ready to play. I've I got to give Dayton credit. Um, they were really, really ready to play. And uh, and you know how it is. Once, once those Cinderella's, once they get a little momentum, and we talked about it a little bit last week on last week's show, you know, you look up at the clock, and next thing you know, you're 10 minutes in or you're 15 minutes in or you're 20 minutes in, and you're still in the game, and you know a team, the team who's not supposed to be in the game is looking around like, oh shit, we got a chance, you know, and then the team who's supposed to be winning is like, oh shit, we, you know, we're in a dogfight. Um, but yeah, definitely, yeah, man. That- the biggest surprise was Dayton. Um, I didn't see them. I didn't see that coming at all. Uh, you know, somebody else mentioned Stanford. Um, I thought Stanford had a solid season, and you know, coached by uh, Johnny Dawkins. Um, but I, I didn't think, you know, we'd see a, a, a stanford dayton matchup. But you know, that's what we have going into the Sweet Sixteen. So it's, it's going to be it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, nevertheless, much like you, B man, I, you know, my brackets are done. I I think I might have glanced at it once or twice over the weekend, but I knew I was done because I, I had Duke, I think, going to the Final Four, uh, begrudgingly. Um, but uh, but you know, it's. It's still I, I still get a lot of enjoyment just out of watching the games, uh, you know. And like I said, it didn't bother me as much as it bothered me last year. Um, now, conversely, who's been the biggest disappointment thus far in, in the tournament? For me, obviously, I, I'd say Duke. I mean, losing to Mercer, I, 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 I'm probably like a lot of people. I, I didn't know what the hell Mercer was <laughs> <laughs> prior to the game, yeah. and it's right That's here true. in uh, Georgia, uh, making probably about maybe a little more than an hour. Uh, south of Atlanta Where we live um, But yeah Duke was my biggest Disappointment What, what about you FIFO uh, Biggest disappointment Thus far in the tournament
3: I think Wiggins Man Like You know Okay, what you okay. Know,
1: Six shots mm-hmm. um,
3: Yeah Like I agree with Ken And you know um, I was listening to I was listening to Another uh, Sports radio show today And he was talking about How You know um, the, the the coach And the teammates You can hear him yelling Like You know Be aggressive you know, I, I just, I don't know. Because me as a basketball player, like,
1: you know, Ken and B can
3: attest, man. I, look, when I got it going, or if I know my team is down, like, I'm, I'm, I am I want to make a play. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just, I don't understand that. Because even, and, and this is part of the reason why I don't like college rules in basketball. Now, I'm not saying it needs to be NBA rules, but I, they just need to open up the game just a little bit more.
5: Because it, it's mm-hmm. just
3: too constricting, man. And, you know, but... Yeah, Wiggins
1: hands down, hands down. Okay, what about you, Kent? Biggest disappointment thus far in the
4: tournament? Um, you know what? I I'll, I'll probably go with uh Wichita State for one cuz they had a lead in that game. Uh, um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, they it's not like Kentucky blew them out. They just didn't didn't close the they didn't they didn't finish the job. And mm-hmm. um and I think, you know, you guys brought that up last week last time we recorded and said that you know you have to be in these type of games so you know how to finish those games
0: Mm -hmm. and
4: and and they got caught up and they didn't know what they needed to do to really um overcome that so which is our state losing a close game like that which i thought could have been beneficial to them the the rest of the tournament um you know i was i was i was disappointed by that i i thought they were going to perform at least better than what they did Especially after they just demolished their first round opponent.
0: Right, right, and right, it, yeah. Yeah.
4: It did. So and they had Kentucky, so yeah, they just collapsed. So I I'll I'll give it to them. Mm. Okay, okay. What about you, B? Uh biggest disappointment thus
1: far in the tournament?
3: Um, you know, people and Ken made some great points, but I'm gonna go with another a dark horse disappointment. I'm gonna have to say uh Oklahoma State and Marcus Smart. You know, with all the, all the, with all the, you know, attention and 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 that he's been putting off this whole season, you know, going in from last season to this season, you know, you know, going into this tournament, you know, after all the, you know, the his suspension and all that stuff after this early this season, I was, you know, kind of hoping that, you know, he was going to step up to the occasion and and make this tournament his, you know, and he he really didn't, you know, and going for five for fourteen on the field. Six turnovers. I mean, yeah, granted he had twenty-three points. He led the team. He led the, his team in scoring and had uh, thirteen rebounds. But like in the moments where they needed him the most in that second half, you know, I was looking for him and he wasn't. He wasn't there. I thought he was going to seize his moment and, and 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 you know shut up all the naysayers. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> I, and, and he didn't do that. And they and they didn't step up. Now they, they, they would have probably still won. We've been talking about a different story, but you know they lost. I'm like, oh, Marcus Smart. This is supposed to be a... You know, you came back. You know, you were supposed to. You you didn't want to go to the NBA. You wanted to come back for another year to work on your game. And you, you know, right. it was like this was, this was your tournament for the taking, and you you didn't you didn't take it. So, you know, I would say Oklahoma State. You know, Marcus Smart, Oklahoma State is is my disappointment.
1: Phone number to call in: area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Right now we got a caller on the line. Let's not keep him waiting calling from area code 405. 405, you're on the air live with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from?
2: It's uh, Sean Reed, Norman, Oklahoma. What's up, man? What's going on? Not a lot, you guys. You guys doing good tonight? Yeah. 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 What you yeah, got for us um, tonight? I was going to weigh in on that uh, most disappointing uh, team in the tournament so far. But then uh, B totally took my interest.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I hey. was totally
2: gonna call. I was gonna call in, and I was gonna be like, "Man, I'm just gonna totally remind of these guys." Oklahoma the State, Marcus Smart, but then Pete took it from me. So, but yeah, yeah, I'm definitely same thing right here. Marcus Smart disappointed me, and the whole and it's just really disappointing to see a team like OSU with so many great athletes like that not do so well because, I, in my opinion, they're just so one dimensional as an offense, and they don't run any offensive plays or anything. They go out there. And I know that's a lot of uh, college teams these days, but when you have players like Nash and Phil Forte, Phil Forte is like one of the best three shooters in the entire country, and mm-hmm. no one can take form or anything. No one says fix form. He doesn't get open. He, every shot he makes, he makes for himself. And it's disappointing to see such a great team like that um, fall so quick in the tournament, and I honestly think it's due to coaching and just uh, not being very disciplined.
0: Who, who the uh,
1: refresh my memory? Who's the head coach for OSU right now? Something Ford. Okay. Oh, Something. Travis Ford, former Kentucky Travis point Ford, guard.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. 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 Yeah, I don't think. Kentucky yeah, I mean, I, I think it's. Uh, you, you make some good points, man. I think a lot of people had Oklahoma State going a, a whole lot further than they did, and I think the thing that's disappointing is that you know you had the controversy at the end of the season with Marcus Smart. Uh, you really, like you said, people thought that this was going to be his time to really just right. shine and turn it on. And you know, now they're at home. Do you, do you think you, you're a lot closer to Oklahoma State than we are? Um, obviously, we watched them play a lot this year. Um, do you think if that the lack of run hurts his 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 stock at any at any degree when it comes to the uh, NBA next year?
2: Are you talking about Marcus Smart right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, uh, it might just because he's gone two straight years without stepping up in the playoffs and, you know, his suspension and everything. I think that it's going to hurt him a little bit. But I think once he gets under the right organization and the right coach that can uh, coach him. Because I always said if, like, uh, I tell my friends all the time, if Marcus Smart was under a coach like Roy Williams or someone, I think Mm -hmm. it would be a completely different story for him. And so I think uh, it might... um, Knocked down some draft stock for him a little bit, not too much, but I think once he gets under the right sort of circumstances, he'll be a great player.
0: Can I also throw in? Go ahead. Can go I ahead. throw
3: in something right quick? This is not more really like a disappointment. I mean, it's kind of it's, I'm talking about a different teams, different player, or not. But this is not more so like a disappointment. It's more for me a personal. For me, it's like a, I told you so. Uh, Baylor shut down the I mean, I saw that. I saw that coming. I, I, to be honest with you, I saw that coming. I know people, yeah, they did riding down. Duck, you know, they've been riding Doug McDormand for a minute. And I'm like, in my myself I've been saying he's just going to probably almost end up like, probably not as bad, but like another Adam Morrison once he gets to the pros. Because if he can't handle athleticism that Baylor brought, what you think he's going to do when he gets to the NBA? You know what I'm saying? So, not that mm-hmm. he's not as he be to the right team and the right system. But, you know, I see him going down, you know, not as bad of a as a pass as Adam Morrison, but, you know, he's going to get to the league and then, you know, three or four years later, they're going to be like, man, you remember when McDermott was a beast in college or whatever? And, <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: nerd, let's know, that, man, Adam Morrison is you know, a bum. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And, but, you
3: remember how, but you remember how much hype he had coming out of Gonzaga and
1: how much he was doing and everything? and
3: you know, they thought his game was good. and he got But you know what I game. like
1: about McDermott? He he at least makes an attempt to play defense. I don't remember Adam Morrison playing any defense well, whatsoever. That's was, and, and that's no knock on him. I mean, he was, you know, the team. So, you know, it was pretty much come off this screen, come to the top of the key, ISO, screen, left, screen, right, baseline. You know, it was the focus was on him scoring and not, you know, so much as him, uh, you know, being anything or at least trying to contribute anything defensively uh yeah, yeah, I, it, I, I hope you're wrong. It, 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 <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. If he if he can't handle Baylor athleticism, man, I, I just be thinking like, Oh, we, we gonna look who he's gonna be Because I think he's gonna play small forward. So, you know, you look at mm-hmm. the small forwards in the like, Oh buddy, you, you gonna have your hands full. Like like I said, yeah. if guys can get to the right team and, and be under the right system where he can where he can really, you know, do good. But if he if he go out there and they throw him to the woods out there and get some small fours in the league, oh yeah, he's gonna get ate
0: up.
4: I got another one for you guys. Uh T.J. Warren. Um you oh, that's know that's
0: Man, a that yeah. that very <laughs> that
4: that's free throw massacre. <laughs> yes,
0: bro.
4: Work on your you free
0: know. throws, kid.
3: Work on your free throws. Yeah. Can't
1: dunk <laughs> can't dunk all the time. <laughs> you can't right. dunk all the time. You got gotta work on your free throws, man. They call it free throws for a reason.
0: For a reason. I'm exactly. sorry, go ahead, Ken.
4: <laughs> No, I'm just saying that 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 was the the you know what that's probably one of the most disappointing things I I, I even saw this you know past weekend not that I think about it because they they had a significant lead in and one or two free throws just one or two here or there could have put that game out of reach and that whole team just crumbled down the stretch and we're not we're talking about their best player their leader got made a huge play. Had an and one and could not tie the game. And it's like, at some point, you you have to realize that, okay, we've survived. I've made a play. I need to finish the job and get us back in this game because I am the leader on this team. But you just looked at his face. You were like, there's no way this free throw is going in. And he missed it, and he seemed so nonchalant about it. And then right. had the gall and the <clears throat> nerve Say he's going to enter the NBA, so <laughs> you know. I mean, talent is talent, and a lot of yeah. somebody can take him and develop. And I and I get that, but my God, man, to lose a game like that that they had that that was just uh, they should be embarrassed. No
0: Terrible. doubt, no
2: doubt. You you got anything else for us, my man? Yeah, just one more thing. Hey, BZ.
0: what's up?
2: I. Um, I'm not gonna lie I listened to your album Once again today
0: Uh I didn't
2: like it at first But the thing is Straight fire Like I listened to it For like The third time today Dude That stuff goes hard man Like every single beat On that (laughs)
0: <laughs> wow, things.
2: And Overthink Fit too, yeah. It, it took a while to grow on me and I never said anything, uh-huh. but like today I listened to it again and it was just straight fire, man, the whole way through. So I, I definitely like it. I'll definitely it, purchase it too. So
3: it was cra- I'm I'm going to give you a quick story though, but it was crazy cuz like whenever we was in the studio and like if I make a beat for him and I'm like, "Okay, listen to this." He gets the writing right away and he 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 writes right, he was he works so fast, which is like so yeah. crazy, so. I could send him a beat, and then within, like, five to six minutes, he'd have a whole song crafted already. I'd be like, you freaking, you crazy.
0: So, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was fun.
3: That was It was fun making that.
2: Funny stuff. Well, yeah. All right, good, good night, you yeah, guys. Thank you for taking my call. All
1: right, man, oh, thanks cool. for calling oh, in. Oh, thanks for listening.
2: Yeah, have a good one.
1: Peace. Phone number we call, uh, area code 347215. Excuse me, I'm about to give up a cell phone number. 646 four seven eight zero three five six. No, I haven't been drinking. Uh you're listening live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host twelve Kyle. Joined by my partners in Crime, B Ken and FIFO. Uh we comprise Dead End Sports. We're right here every Tuesday night, nine PM Eastern Standard Time. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell your mama, tell your sister, your cousin, everybody. Dead End Sports, the best sports show on the internet. Um we touched on it a little bit earlier. I wanted to jump into this quick question. Um, one thing that was kind of uh, brought to my attention throughout uh, several telecasts throughout the uh, first week of, of the tournament was that they kept making the point of the fact that a lot of teams, you know, particularly teams that they think may be able to go deeper into the tournament, if we touched on it a little earlier, um, are se- senior-laden teams, teams that have, you know, some of their bigger players and bigger stars quote-unquote uh, quote, quote unquote stars of the team, if you will, that guys who have been in school three, four years, maybe sometimes five years, um, as opposed to the, the guys like the, the uh, Jabari Parkers or the Wiggins kid um, who who are potential one and donors. Um So the question I have for you, and I'll start with you first, Kim, uh, do you think senior-laden teams have an advantage in the tournament?
4: Yeah, 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 they do. Um there's something to to playing with a group of guys, you know, over multiple years, man. You just know every single, you know, you just know a lot more. You have a certain chemistry, you know, the nuances of, of that player, you know, how they want the ball delivered, you know, you know the right touch to put on, you know, to put on it and and you just have um this this unity that can't be manufactured. You know, within the first year, it's a little bit harder. Like you can still develop that chemistry within the first year. You know, if, if you hang, you know, tight and and tough throughout the regular season. But take that chemistry that you have that one year and multiply that by two or three or four years, and and it's 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 unreal. So experience and having a senior, a senior team that's been in multiple circumstances that they've succeeded in and that they failed in. Definitely gives them an edge up, an experience over a team that's talented, and you know we we, we saw that happen with with Mercer and Duke, obviously. So it, and it it made a difference for them.
1: No doubt, no doubt. What, what about you, Fibo? What's your take on that senior-laden team uh, going deeper than your uh, freshman? When you look at a team like Kentucky, who is starting, I think, four freshmen right now. Um and I think at one point in time they started all five freshmen, you know, they're going to be going up against teams that are, you know, a little deeper as far as their age is concerned. How do you think that they'll, you know, fare going forward?
5: Well, you know, that's the reason why the Spurs are number 1 of the West,
0: you know? Um, nothing stops <laughs> <such> experience. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah, right.
3: Like, I mean, he's, he's right.
0: <laughs> you know, it, that, that's the reason
3: why, you know, because nothing Trump's experience. Because even when you lose, you know, multiple steps, when you've experienced and, and you could kind of expect what's going to happen and you've been there, done that, it's nothing to do with math, you know. So that trumps talent because talent, this is the first time I'm here. And you saw that with Jabari Parker. Now, if Jabari Parker really does come back next year, oh, you're going to turn this tournament up, Are you serious? <clears throat> because he's been there this year, and he knew what he knows now what not to do next year. you' should say it's going to eat him up, so he 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 would just he would come in and demolish the tournament next year, but you know is he going to come back? yeah I, I doubt it, but nah, of course they have an advantage because that's the thing that you can't teach them you know experience can be talented. You know, um, does it always be talent? No, not always. But, you know, when you're in a one-and-done tournament, you know, sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes that's all you need is just that experience, man.
1: No doubt, no doubt. I I agree totally. Experience is the best teacher. What about you, B? Anything you want to add to that? Uh, Yep,
3: that's why you have teams like Mercer. And I remember a couple years ago, I think Northern Iowa, (laughs) like mm-hmm. out of nowhere beat I think I was it Kansas? Oh, I can't remember who it was. It was somebody big though and, and you know it messed up everybody's bracket. And when I looked at Northern Iowa squad, they started lineup with all seniors and they had one junior. So it was just like you add that factor in against these, you know, freshman sensations and these sophomore sensations and, you know, you, you know, it's gonna you're gonna see it, the outcome. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Mercer. They they got I think the, the guys that's leading point uh, rebounds assists for Mercer and, you know, everybody in that starting lineup was seniors, you know, I think except for one person. So it just goes to show. Like like Ken said it, people said it, and I've said it a million, trillion times again. It's just that experience, man, it plays a factor. You know, it plays a factor. You know, given the – Kentucky that year with, with uh, Anthony Davis and all them, you know, that's an exception to the rule. I mean, he had, like, mm-hmm. a whole starting lineup of five-star freshmen. So, you know, that's, like, crazy. You know, but, you know, it's – that, that experience, man. When you got these guys at jail together, man, it's just... I mean, I, I see it just from playing when I'm playing with FIFO or whatever. It's like, you know, he knows where I'm... He knows when I'm cutting. He knows whatever how like where I like to catch and shoot and stuff like that. I mean, it just comes from playing together. And people that don't play against us, they just be like, what the
0: fuck, man? Like, how is <laughs> you know? like,
3: Because, I mean, it's not like we, we... And sometimes we probably play against guys that's probably in better shape than us, and we still beat them because me and people just know the game, man. We just go in there and we just be running. You know, you know the spots and
1: everything. They be like, what the fuck? What the fuck?
3: So, you know, it's just that experience, man. You can't you can't trump that sometimes or most of the time.
1: I agree, man. I, I think everybody made some great points. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I got a chance to, um, it was a couple of weeks ago, I got a chance to watch the uh, 30 for 30 uh, about the uh, Big East. I don't know if, if any of you listeners got a chance to check it out. If you haven't, check it out. It's one of the best thirty for thirties I've seen. It's on the Big East tournament. I'm seeing the Big East conference or what used to be the Big East conference and how it became uh, what it is and what it was. Um, but just watching it kind of reminded me of the fact that like I was watching they were talking about Georgetown and it it kind of dawned to me like Patrick Ewing was at Georgetown for four years. I mean like and he went to what three NCAA uh, finals. So having and he only won he won one but he won you know he, he lost two but still going there three year three of the four years that you were there but a, a player of that caliber or of that ilk, having that kind of talent nowadays he's not going to stick around for four years so you know while it's great to see the 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 one and dones and I mean the NBA is talking about you know trying to figure out what kind of legislature they can use to you know, maybe keep kids in school another year. That's the thing where that we kind of lose out on is the fact that we don't get a chance to see these teams together. And, yeah, to a lesser degree, you know some of these stars, some of these kids who you may know some that stick around for four years, but odds are, odds are likely that if you've stuck around for four years that, you, you know, maybe your game is just developing, but you don't have the kind of game of a Jabari Parker where you would want to stick around, before i mean it it doesn't make any sense for you to stick around for four years it just doesn't you know economically um it doesn't but um i think senior senior teams definitely they they have the experience you look at a team like like b said like florida you got guys who've been to the tournament you know they're not necessarily uh blinded by the big lights of the big stage uh, because the, the lights get bigger and the stage gets bigger each round and there's nothing that you can trump that that can help you, you know, when you've been in those experiences and, and been down before on the road or been down in a hostile environment, that type of thing that helps you get over. You know, because sometimes you need those things, those experiences to kind of fall back on. And when you don't have that, it makes it that much tougher to overcome. Like FIFO said, yeah, should Jabari Parker come back next year, which I don't think he will, and we'll talk about Jabari in just a second. Um, you know, I... He he would definitely turn it. He, he Duke would be the odds-on favorite to win it all next year if he came back. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to come back, but you know, time will tell. Phone number to call in: area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Again, six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You are listening live to the best sports show on the internet. This is Dead End Sports, the place where place, the place where sports opinions collide. I'm your host, 12 Kyle joined by my partners, FIFO, Ken, B. Hit us up, 646-478-0356. Um, speaking of uh, Jabari Parker, we talked a little bit about uh, Jabari Parker as well as uh, Andrew Wiggins. Um, simply put, Ken, should they turn pro? Why or why not?
4: Um, No. I, I think you should, you know, they need to come back and they need to, to, um, learn and get, gain some more experience, um, to become better players. Um, you know, you, you look at a situation though, like market smart and, and all of a sudden then you'll have people arguing for them to leave when the stock is mm. high. Because you can come back and just ruin every single thing you've worked hard to obtain. Uh and it's hard to argue against that because I get it. But I, I think when you look at a guy like Marcus Smart, somebody might get a steal, you know, and he he may lose out but somebody's gonna gain it, and then he can take that, work harder, build on it, and then get a bit payday afterwards. Um mm-hmm. But then you got guys, you, you look at guys like Jabari, Jabari Parker and, and Andre Wiggins, and you see how they perform, you know, again uh, in high-pressure situations. And, man, they just didn't do a, a very good job. So, you know, while the talent is there, they, they lack some experience. And while they can not definitely gain some experience in the NBA, you know, I, I would like a more more seasoned player to come to my team. But, again, on the other side, what happens if they, they bust up their knee? You know, or, or t- you know, you know what I'm saying. So, um, I, I don't know, man. I think it's tough. I think for the betterment of the NBA game, to witness and watch a better pro- product on a professional level, it helps if they stay. But I also get it when you're a suburban kid, man, and you just you worked all of this time to get to this level, and your dream. Like, understand something. This is a dream. This isn't. You know, just this, you know, this isn't just them trying to go chase money. That's part of it, but most of these kids, man, most of all of us, you know, at some point growing up was like, man, I want to go do that. And now you have a chance to do it, and you have a chance to be one of the top players selected. It's hard to tell that kid no when somebody already wants you. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, you're going right, A right, lottery right. pick. How do you tell him? They'll stay another year when your value is already high, and this is all I've dreamed of. It's hard to tell them though no. it's hard so I don't know man it's it's, it's really a, a tough discussion. I know you 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 can look at the experience that they'll gain, but they can also lose so much so it, it's tough man, but um i Shit, shit! I may have just talked myself out of my, my original <laughs> answer. <laughs> Ken, Ken, man, were you ever <laughs> a
0: politician?
1: Like when you were little or something,
4: man? Because I, I swear <laughs> you just gave the most political answer. You know, I, I've, had, I've had dreams that I was gonna, I was gonna actually do polit- politics.
0: Uh, in <laughs> he had me swaying one way, and then by the time he finished, I was swaying another way. I'm like, okay, which
1: way we going? <laughs> What about you, FIFO, man? Wiggins and Parker, man, what's your take on it? Should they stay or bounce?
0: I think,
3: honestly, I think Wiggins has to leave because college basketball is too restrictive for him to actually progress. I don't think that the college game or what he can learn in college is actually going to benefit what he can become in the NBA. Now, Jabari, on the other hand, he could benefit from staying another year. Now, Mainly because I don't think Jabari's game is as restricted in college as it is, um, or, or, or as it, as Andrew Wiggins Andrew Wiggins' game is. I'm sorry, tongue twisting over here, but um, but yeah. So I, I definitely think I think they both should just go to the NBA because I think they'll both just flourish in, in, in the NBA uh, game. Versus college, but I think for Jabari it'd be interesting because next year's Dukes team is supposed to be pretty damn good. They're supposed to have a number one recruiting recruiting class
1: coming in next year.
3: Yeah, so you add Jabari to that? Shit, you know. So if he wanted to stay, I'd be like, I'd be fine with it. I would understand it, especially you know if if he really wants to back up those words of I don't want to leave like this. Shit. You know, I, I'm cool with that. I, I would definitely enjoy watching that, but uh, but I just think Wiggins needs to go because he's not going to learn his thing in, in, in college basketball. It's too slow. He's an athlete. He needs to get up and down. You know, saying so he needs to get with a point guard. Oh, look, this is you know what? I'm gonna be like, him yeah, I'm gonna take up my time too. This is why I said. I love what Sam Hinckley did with the Philadelphia 76ers. Because look at the makeup of their team. They have Nerlens Noel, shot blocker, rim protector, athletic, point guard, 6'6", 7'2", wingspan, athletic, gets up and down the court, has vision, willing passer. You get to Wiggins and another top 10 pick? Oh, my goodness. What? And, 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 here, and here's the other thing, too, Kenneth, to combat one thing you said. You said you would want a more seasoned player coming into the league. Well, here's the thing. Let's compare, you know, like, let's say Jabari stayed four years, right, under Coach K, and Wiggins went to the NBA. Four years, he, like, Wiggins would have four years of NBA basketball experience, weightlifting, training I think Wiggins would have the advantage against Javari Parker, and I think that for certain players, NBA ready players as, a, as, as when they're young, when they're 18 the one and done, I think that they can go straight to the NBA and they'll be fine even if they're out of high school, but the problem is, is that everybody's not that and, and you kind of and this sounds crazy, but you got to protect these GMs for themselves because yeah, they want to yeah. be the smartest guy in the room and they want to be like, you know what I, I know this guy's going to be it not not everybody. I think that some of these guys do need a year. But come on, it was evident. It was evident that this, that Jabari didn't need a year of college. He's he was NBA ready. Would he have dominated as a rookie? No, probably not. For four years in, he, come on, man. That's twenty two and you a four year veteran in the NBA. Not just four years under Coach K and no shots against Duke or Coach Kane because I love Coach Kane, I love Duke, but there's a difference, man. The, the learning curve in the NBA is, is, is much steeper and, and the, the faster you can get in there when you are ready for it, the better it
0: is for you.
1: No doubt, man, those those are some great points people for um oh man, Look, let me jump to let me jump to B man. B what what's your take on it man? Should, should these cats stay or should they go?
3: Um, I think Parker, I think he might stay one more year. I think he should stay one more year. I can see Wiggins probably going. Because I don't know, he just seemed like he seemed like he was made for just man man you know, man to man defense. He seems like he just made to dominate you know, with teams playing man to man defense and not his own. For some reason. I just see that in his game. But I think I think just the way that the season ended for Jabari Parker, I, I, I can I can see him coming back for his sophomore year again and just trying to go out there and, and, and go on his all but you know, like y'all said, and it just depends on, you know, if the they financial situation, you know, if if Jabari Parker kinda straight, you know what I'm saying? I, I can definitely see him kinda coming back for one more year and be like, you know what? No, I don't like how this year ended. I'm disappointed, I wanna I want my due career to end better than, than this or whatever. So I can mm-hmm. see him coming back. I can see Wiggins, fan, man. They talking about I'm a first round draft pick. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Like I'm, 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 gonna go. so, I'm not, <laughs> right. so I can I right. can see I can see I can see one I can see one thing, and I can also see even though Andrew Andrew Wiggins is not really NBA body ready yet. Like I don't I look at his look at his, his stature. I don't think he's like body wise. I don't think he's really you know man NBA ready yet. More so like Jabari Parker is, but. Yeah, dude, dude got game. I can see him. I can see him making the transition really quick into the NBA. You know, so yeah, I say I say Andrew Wiggins is gonna go, and I say Jabari Parker. It's a possibility that he'll stay for his sophomore year.
1: Yeah, I think. Um, I, I think much like what you guys said, I think Parker 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 is more ready than Wiggins. Um, I would love to see Wiggins. I would love to see them both come back. Actually. Um, not so much as for the game or for college basketball, but I think it's just it's getting increasingly tougher. And, and the NBA, uh, you know, they don't have the, the, the contracts that they once had. So, you know, you, you take a kid like, look at the kid from, um, I think he went to K-State last year, uh, Macklemore. You know, athletic as hell, could jump out the gym. But, I mean, the NBA is filled with guys that's athletic as hell and could jump out the gym. Um what ends up happening is you end up on somebody's bench. You know, everybody, the one and done is, you know, no, everybody can't come out and be Kevin Durant. Everybody can't come out and be Russell Westbrook. And I think, you know, there's a there's a far distance between those type of guys and the guys that are, you know, seventh, eighth man off the bench. Um, that being said, I, I watch Wiggins a lot this year, man, and I just, you know, somebody, one of my boys called me a hater. I'm not a hater. I just – I don't see, I mean like one of my boys he said his exact words were Wiggins has tremendous upside. Forgive me for <laughs> forgive me for buying into that because that's the same thing they said about Marvin Williams. And we saw what happened with Marvin Williams. No, hell sorry, no. I don't know. I'm just no. you know I'm not comparing him to but I'm I'm just saying you can't sell me on upside Will Wiggins have a future in the NBA? Of course he will. Like FIFO said, he's got to, you know, maybe the pro game will suit him better because it's more up and down. It's not the half court just standing around or whatever like that. But the one thing you don't do in the NBA that you do in college, and that's practice. You practice. So, you know, I don't know. Will he have the discipline and, 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 and want to get better um, with a lot of free time on his hands? And then again, he's playing against grown men. Um, and that's not to say that Wiggins. I, I like, I love the kid from uh, Kentucky, um, Randall. His game, I love his game. He, I think he's he's ready for the NBA. Should he decide to come out, of course K- Kentucky is still playing. Uh, they go head to head this weekend up against Louisville in the Sweet 16. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting to see, man. I, I'm just, I'm just not sold on Wiggins. I, I would love to see him come back and bulk up another year, but. You know, if he decides to leave, I understand why. I mean, you can't so, necessarily so. turn down that kind of money that they're throwing it at you because, you know, realistically, well, here's the thing, Kyle. Go ahead, go
3: ahead. Here's the thing, though. So, do you really think that Wiggins' game number one is going to grow with another year of college basketball? Do You think physically he's going to grow more in NCAA than he would in the NBA? Those, no, like, I don't uh, think that. I don't
1: think that he's he necess- that his game. Maybe he needs more time to mature. But what's What's kind of, uh, to answer your question, people, I think what's kind of alarming to me is going out and laying that donut that he laid the other day on the biggest stage.
0: You know, like like Ken said, you're already a
1: man down. And and, and I'm not going to base his whole college career off of the the game that he didn't have and what have you like that. But, you know, that just, you know, I mean, you you play basketball, man. Big time plays, you want to step up and, and take over. And that's but what you, you're going to see, need on a night-to-night basis in the NBA, and I just didn't see it from him. That doesn't mean
0: he can't do it on the time? NBA level. I hope okay, I'm wrong. And that, I
1: just don't see and, stars the you know star that everybody else sees. I'm sorry. Right. And, and and I'm
3: telling you that you are 150 million percent wrong because Andrew Williams is a superstar. <laughs> because I'm telling you that, and I'm and I'm 100 percent serious with you because you just look at what what he can do and you see flashes like a scrub. Somebody that only took six shots, okay, whatever, I don't, I don't know why, but somebody that could put up 41 points, that's a star. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? And when you look at some of the best college players that became NBA superstars, they, they didn't score more than, like, 18, 19 points a game in college because of, of the way that the game is structured. You see what I'm saying? When, you, when you're more free-flowing, like a game like that, in the NBA for Wiggins, where he might not take a lot of shots, he might get set up. He might get a lot of easy bunnies and putbacks because of the way that the game is. Like, Wiggins is going to average, you know what I'm saying? I, I think in the NBA rookie year between 18 and 20 points just off of easy buckets because, because he's going to get out and run. You cannot have a stallion of, a, of, of, of an athlete like that just run it. You're gonna have an up and down team. You're young. They're gonna have two top ten picks this year. They had two top 10, two lottery picks last year. They're gonna be young. They're gonna get up and down. Man, look, I'm telling you, Wiggins is going to be crazy. But you know, so, 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 some of, some of your reservations are true. You know, his game, he he still has glaring holes. Like, is he a consistent shooter? We didn't see it this year. We didn't see consistent. You know, can he be aggressive? But those are all things that will be better in the NBA because now you're forced to. In college, it's not the same environment. I think that Wiggins can grow in the NBA more so than he can in college, and Parker can grow in college or the NBA because of the way his game is already. You know what I'm saying? And I think that Duke would more fine-tune it because, realistically, he's a winning player. But he mm-hmm. had to play the five this year. And he dominates little guys in, in the post. He's only six nine. So that's good for him. And it'll be good for him to play with Carl Towns Junior. You know what I'm saying? Which is gonna be a center. He's seven one with guards skills. And you put him right. in Jabari Park. You see what I'm saying? So I, I think that he can grow more in, in college than, than Wiggins can because Wiggins needs to
1: get up and down.
3: And and, mm-hmm. and he's not gonna get that. He's not gonna get that at Kansas. No, he's, he's
1: definitely not gonna get that at Kansas. Phone number to call in 646-4780356. Uh FIFO says I'm wrong. We we will definitely revisit this uh and, and like I said, I, I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that I'm wrong. This is not one that I want to be right on. Uh we'll definitely revisit this uh this time next year to see where he is. Um right now let's jump to the phone lines. We got our boy, eight oh four, eight oh four, it's my man Q. Q, what's going on, man? Yo. What's going on, fellas?
5: Chilling, what's man? That,
0: man. What's up with you?
5: No man, chilling. Bracket got messed up over the week, but you know it's all good. Trying to get get through, you know. Um, gotta. So first, I want to start this out with just a an uh, in, an in, in agreement, I guess, with FIFO. I gotta agree with FIFO what he said. Um, he was talking about the Wiggins situation, but to answer the question, should Jabari and Andrew come out? I think they both should. Because I think it's good for the game of basketball. Like, we have to preserve the NBA. I was talking to my friend, uh, like, probably like three days ago. We was talking about, like, yo, this is like a junior LeBron and, like, Kobe coming out, if you think about it, in a sense. Not saying that Andrew Wiggins might get five rings or, you know, Jabbar's going to be the next big thing. But when you think about it, like, not even just, like, almost similarity in, like, physical you know, it's like there. It's like Kobe is Andrew, and like LeBron plays like Javar. Javar plays like, like like LeBron. So to play both of them in the league at the same time, the NBA needs that. They need another. Uh, they need another rivalry. You know, and I think that they would breed so much more competition because you know people be playing for these guys. But if I was Jabari, now that now that was just my answer. But if I was Jabari. I would stay because there's no other team like right now who's tanking that has a system set up <laughs> to right. in the future. The Sixers are the only team, which is my team, not even coincidental, are the only team that are setting up for the future. So it's like – What when? team? The what, what team? Oh, okay. The Sixers okay. me, are the only team that are tanking right now like purposely that have a system set up. You know, I'm seeing the mock draft right. saying that we're going to take – Andrew Wiggins, Tyler Ennis, another draft, so we're going to take Andrew Wiggins. Um, Aaron Gordon might slide to 11 and whatnot. But um, I just really think that it would be good for the game of basketball in the NBA, and it would keep the NBA, preserve the NBA's competition if both of them came out at the same time. But for personal choices, you know, Jabari seems like he's a very straight-edge guy. Somebody has a good head on his shoulders. And I mm-hmm. think more family oriented, so I think he'll probably try to stay, get another, you know, more education and also try to further his game under Coach K because we look at what that did for Shane Battier; he was one of the most locked down guys, you know, for a few. And that could happen for Jabari as well. But, you know, based on that, my question uh that I have for you all, it didn't have anything to do with college basketball. Okay, um, I talk about this uh, I'm late to the podcast this week. But um, Mark Cuban, uh, he made some comments about Mm -hmm. the NFL. And uh, he said that in 10 years, the NFL will implode, meaning that the way that the business is going right now, it's just going to die, like the game is dying. And I want to get y'all's thoughts on that uh, statement itself, because, you know, I thought it was very true statement, in my opinion. I thought he's had some, maybe some valid points, and i want to get your opinion on that. What do y'all think, think about that? Um,
1: I, I, I'll start first. I, I heard the comment, uh, wasn't really surprised by them, you know, given the fact that they're coming from Mark Cuban. Uh, but I respect Mark Cuban. I respect, you know, what he's done outside of the Mavericks. I, I respect the fact that he has built what he's built the Mavericks into because I remember when Dallas sucked. Mm -hmm. Back in the day Um, That being said, Matt There is some validity to it I think, you know, the NFL is in a very They're in a very tough spot I mean, money is coming in Hand over fist It's a multi-billion dollar industry But when you look at a situation Where Roger Goodell Is kind of poking the bear a little bit um, Mm -hmm. The NFL owners are meeting right now in, In Orlando this week uh, suggesting certain, you know, game changes. I know that they talked about maybe pushing the, the extra point back to like making it almost like a forty five yard kick. You know, that mm-hmm. stuff right there I don't think necessarily kills the game. What it does kill the game, uh these Thursday night games. Let's just keep it real. We've all watched those Thursday night and, and as much as I love the NFL, as much as I love watching the game, those Thursday night games are horrible. And I'm gonna tell you horrible. why because yeah, they were, because yeah, they it, were. It's hard Awful. for you. I mean, the NFL's body, NFL players' body is just recovering by the time Thursday rolls around. Most guys Monday mornings can't even get out of bed from NFL. Just, just imagine being in a car accident every 30 yeah. seconds. That's what the NFL is. Put, that's what you put your your body through, um, you know, during the NFL game. But that's what you sign up for. So I'm not making any excuses for him. But that being said. My take on Cuban's comments is that what he's saying is is that you're gonna it's gonna you're gonna meet the the, the gravel is gonna have to meet the the road. I mean, excuse me, the tires are going to meet the gravel, and and we're gonna see what's gonna happen because Goodell is pushing for an 18 game schedule. I mean, yep. you can't play. I mean, 16 games is more than enough. They're now yep. talking about expanding the playoffs uh format, adding format. more teams yep. to the playoffs. Uh, all yep. of that stuff is revenue generating. Um you know they wanted to do another preseason game they 're talking about you know there's already a couple of games lined up for next year out of the country um In europe yeah yeah so you you're really straight you I think what he's trying to do is it, it, he the n f l is sitting on like twelve billion he 's trying to stretch it to thirty billion, but you gotta this there, that there, that comes at a cost, and I think what Cuban was saying is that if they 're not careful. You know, you got to keep in mind There's only 16 games a year So, you know, while the NBA Has on 50,000 games a week You know, it's not the same And, you know, a a loss in mid-February Doesn't mean the same as it does You know, losing uh, In in, in the NFL Because you only get 16 shots at it Um, So I think it's It's a a very valid point I think, you know, the NFL They're they're in a very peculiar position right now Because The game really could, while it's at its peak right now, it could really go either way. And if it goes south, then it's really, and I I don't mean by going south that people are going to lose interest, because people won't ever lose interest in football, but the economic value of it, you know, then you're going to start seeing owners talking about that, losing money. You know, right now everybody's getting money hand over fist, because those TV contracts are, you know, loaded, and everybody's getting paid from it, but, you know, you have to be, they're going to have to be very careful, very careful. So I, I think Cuba was on point with that. Mm-hmm. I think he's definitely on point with
3: it. Anybody else you want know? to uh, jump on that? Uh, no, you pretty. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Ken and FIFO. Keith Ken and FIFO wanted to say something.
0: Nah, well, you took my point. Yeah, I was going to say, what the hell is Ken? All
4: right. you i, I just want to add
0: uh, one,
4: one quick thing, man. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm I thank you know uh Cal you know had a lot of great points I, I think these rule changes though um I think it's really going to really impact i i think it is it, it will have an impact on you know just how people view the n f l because we tweeted out earlier today that they can't even yep. do slam dunk. They can't they go for, yeah, you know like, and on, um. Man. The fans yeah. want
3: that, man. The fans will fill those seats up. Like, why would you want to take something fun away that the fans like to see? I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's, right. So, ridiculous.
4: if you take that and, and you compile that with all of the 18 games and, and you, you know, know. Longer preseason. Yeah, longer yeah. preseason. That's
0: You crazy.
4: know, would you, football games on June? Tuesday and Wednesday. You know, when you compile all of that together, that could lead to the NFL uploading because it's just too much that people have to di- digest. Now, depending on how they do it, and they could do this systematically over time, then you know people could become more used to it, and and the gripes become less. So it depends on how um, how well they execute their strategy. But well, you know what I, it I, is, I, Ken.
1: I don't even think it's really about the the because we're fans. We're not going to complain about. I mean. Wouldn't you like to come home and, and, and watch? I mean, we already got Monday night football. If you had Wednesday night football and Thursday night? I mean, we, as fans, we're not going to complain. But the problem is you have a 53-man roster. You can't put 53 men through an 18-game schedule. The, their bodies just can't take it. The only people going to make it is the kicker. And <laughs> hell, he might not make it. The water you know, Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's just the, the level of attrition – you know, at the end it 'cause and what's gonna, what's gonna be the next move for Goodell is to expand the rosters. Owners don't necessarily want it because that means you got to pay more players. But if you don't, have, there's no way you can use a 53-man roster to go through uh, a, uh, an 18-game season. Um, so I think, you, I, you know, know as far as us fans, we're we're gonna be tuned in and locked in no matter what because. Ultimately, as fans, we care more about the jersey. We care about the front of the jersey than the name on the back of the jersey. Let's just keep it real, you know. Name
4: on the Cal, back I, can... I, I, yeah. The Thursday games are cool, but they're not good. So if you give me another oh, game, you know, on a Thursday or a Wednesday, and, and the quality of the product diminishes because of that, I, I don't want to watch that. Like I don't even really want to watch the Thursday games anymore because they're not as good as they are on Sunday when teams have more time to recover and prepare. They're rushing right. through through practice. So it, it'll be too much. We already have college football, and, yeah, there's certain people that only watch the NFL, and they may love it, but, nah, man, give me a solid product. Everybody was cool with it on, on Sunday, and then we were cool with it on Monday. Why do you want to give me Thursday and then Saturday and then now Sunday? I, I don't know, and the games are not entertaining. I, I, no, pass. not at all You know you know who lock in People whose teams Are playing
1: on Thursday Those are the people That lock in You know And, and you is... die diehards. You know I mean But I'm I'm not watching Jacksonville versus Cleveland On a Thursday night I'm sorry I'm just not <laughs> <laughs> all
5: right.
1: exactly. You got anything else For us tonight Q Oh uh, yeah I
5: got one more Before I gotta go Go ahead um, I was having a conversation with, uh, with my dad A few days ago And uh, he was talking about um, Michael Vick, and uh, he was talking about we just remember he was just talking about the the good old days and whatnot. Him in Tech, and just talking about how electrifying he was. And uh, he brought up Johnny Manziel, and he mm-hmm. said something that I kind of took offense to because me is an Eagles fan and you know my fan. He was like, he said, you know Johnny Manziel, man, I see this kid, and he just reminds me so much of like Michael Vick in the way that he, he plays and the way that he, he acts. And it's like, almost like Michael Vick has come back in the form of a white boy.
0: Now. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like,
5: and I'm like, I'm like right, I mean, he ain't Michael Vick though. But then I saw ESPN did a thing on it. It was like a little four minute thing. I was talking about how Johnny Manziel comparisons to Vick and behavior when he was first coming out and, you know, stats and the 40 time and whatnot. And, um, just if teams should give him a chance because I'm looking at articles saying that he might drop from the first round saying he might even go down on the third round, which is obviously BS to me, but I wanted to ask y'all because y'all seem to be very um, you know, very believing in certain players. Do you believe that Johnny Manziel, I'm not going to go as far to say he's like the next Michael Vick or anything, but do you see the similarities and do you believe that Team should give a no. chance. Yep, I will <laughs> say hell no. I've never, hell I've never no. been a believer, in Johnny. I've
3: never been a believer. In Johnny.
0: Never.
3: I said that before. <laughs> hell no.
0: <laughs> uh, I got, yeah, I, 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 I got I to be honest with you, Detroit
5: I, Lions drafted Johnny Manziel second round, that you would be angry. Say it again. If if the Detroit Lions drafted Johnny Manziel, he slid to the the second round. Would you be mad, or would that be like a good value for for you as a second round pick? Yeah, I'll be mad. I don't want
0: him.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'll be mad. I'll be mad. I'd rather take another. You know, I don't know. Not him. Take another. I I don't. I want him. Yeah, I would not want to go on to the Texans, man. Don't don't come to the Lions. Stay away. Stay away. Wow, yeah, I, I think the thing K. is,
1: Q, man, he, he's, he, he's excited. He, he's a very good co- – you know, I, I I say a lot of things that I said about Tim Tebow, about Manzella, a very good college player, one of the best college players we've seen in the last 10 years. You know, unfortunately, yeah. that stuff that you get away with at college, you just can't because of the pro game is so it's so so fast and so much – it's so fast-paced. Um you know, and the difference, well, one of the different, many differences between Vic and, and Manziel, uh, that thing that hangs off of Vick's left arm is a cannon. <laughs> you
0: know, you I, I mean, you.
1: he can still sling it. So, you know, Manziel never and probably will never. You know, I've seen the comparisons of, you know, Manziel and Brett Favre. I mean, come on, man. Really, Brett Favre. I mean, come on. Brett Favre had a cannon. You know, Brett Favre probably yeah, still. I didn't like Brett Favre, but he had a cannon. You know, I yeah, mean, but, you know. Part of part of playing a quarterback is not only just the leadership, but being able to make good decisions with the ball. And I, you know, I just didn't, I don't know how to, I don't think that that would necessarily translates. Now, and and here's the thing that you want to pay attention to, Q, especially as we get close to the draft, when people start talking about Manziel, yeah. when these quote unquote experts like Mel Kuyper Jr. and Todd McShay, when they start talking about ticket sales, you know, when they when they when they start talking about Johnny Manziel and they talk about him. Selling tickets, you want to be worried because that has nothing to do with him helping you when win the championship. Him. You know, and they said the exact same thing about Tebow, and Tebow's sitting on the sideline just like me. So,
3: yep, <laughs> he ain't playing on
1: nobody's thing. Nope. So, you know, Manziel would he would face the same. And and keep in mind, had the Broncos not taken Tebow, Tebow wouldn't have made it to the. He would have made. He would have, he would have been a fourth round pick. So, you know, Manziel could slide. I mean, think about it like this. If you put Manziel in the same draft with uh, Kaepernick, uh, Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck, RG3, he does, He might not even get drafted. <laughs>
0: Six rounds, <laughs> seven rounds, maybe. draft
1: class this year. So, you know, we'll see what happens. You got anything else
5: yeah. for us in IQ? Uh, I do, but I got to go. But I won't leave y'all with this. Maybe y'all can talk about it while I'm out. But um, a player that you're most excited to see go to the NFL, you know, stuff like that.
1: Oh, we, we oh we definitely we, we're not gonna talk. We're gonna we're gonna, we, we're gonna save that for uh, the upcoming shows when when we get closer and closer to the draft. So. I got that mark down. We're definitely going to um, talk about that, but that's that's on the menu. I don't, I don't want to jump into it tonight because we're, we're we're a good month and a half away from the draft, but we're definitely going to touch on that.
0: All right, bro. I All right. As always, man, call. thanks
1: for calling in, Q. Right.
0: Thank you appreciate
1: tonight, it. Phone number Q called, area code 646 You're rocking with Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle, joined by B, Ken, and FIFO. You know him from Dead End Hip Hop. Hit us up, 646 Zero three five six. Um I just mentioned dead in hip hop. Perfect segue. Uh you guys know hip hop. Y'all know shit, y'all know a lot about hip hop. <laughs> this is what hey, you Yeah, I do. know a
0: little I know a little
1: <laughs> hip hop. Um, man, I was I was driving the other day, man, and I thought about something just something just to do different on this show, man. Let's do a little word association. Okay, this is how this works. I'm going to give you a rapper I'm just going to call the name And you know each of you will have a And you can use the same answer if you want um, But you probably Will use different ones I'm going to give you a rapper And you, 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 what I want you to do Is tell me the first athlete That you would associate This rapper's talent with their This particular athlete's Athletic prowess For example if I said Rakim then you might say Michael Jordan or you know Muhammad Ali cuz they're both known as, you know, greats. Um so that man said Ken 50 cent
4: uh, Sue Number deck is Sue.
1: Okay, and Donald gets Sue. Okay.
4: Yeah, I can I could not get that first name, but
0: yeah. <laughs> it's all <Nope>. right. <laughs> What about
3: you? They dude? both 50 Uh, You said 50 cents? Yeah, 50
0: cents. Hey, shit. Uh, Rodney Stuckey. Okay. He looks like, <laughs> yeah, like him a little bit. <laughs> what about you, uh, FIFO?
3: Dion Waiters.
1: Okay. Why Dion waiters? I'm just curious.
3: Because um, they both seem sneaky as hell. You can't trust them.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, man. I like that. I like that.
1: Um, okay. I'm still doing a uh, rapper athlete association.
0: Um, Ken. ASAP
4: Rocky. Okay, um, uh, ASAP Rocky.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shut up, Pete. What, what this what a little
1: my? easier. They, they get a little harder from here. Oh, man. Oh,
4: That's man. That's funny. You, uh, uh Sydney Rice, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Damn. I don't know i am just throwing something Damn. out there okay. <laughs> hey, He pulled the most
1: random ass receiver uh, Hey, But I like it though I like it that, that's, I, What we're doing is just the first thing that comes to your mind And, and for those of you listening The fellas have no idea What rapper I'm going to throw out I've just I got a list None. of rappers here No. And,
0: None. and, we'll and I,
1: I told them that I would not tell Unlike the other questions You know we you know we we know what we're going to talk about, but they don't know what's coming. So on this one, I, I'm just we're just we're just winging it. All right, B. Um, ASAP, Rocky,
3: John Wall. On here, I just say okay. John Wall because he he was in the commercial with him. <laughs> <In the>
1: commercial. <laughs> okay, I can I can I rock with that. I can rock with that.
0: Um, all right, FIFO Fifty Cent, Nick. I'm sorry. A- A- right, I'm sorry. ASAP Rocky, Nick Young. Okay. Why Nick Young? Nick Young because
3: just like ASAP, you know, like for me, it's not always what he says, but it's how he says it. So with Nick Young, it's not necessarily what he does; it's how he does it. So.
1: Okay. Alright, I can I can feel you on that one. Um FIFO.
0: Two chains. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> I let me think about this one. Two chains,
0: chain. <laughs> FIFO. Uh, let me think, let me think. That is crazy. <laughs> Adrian Bronner. Okay,
1: <laughs> went to the boxing. Okay, I, I feel you on that one. Uh,
0: all right, Ken, what about you? Charles Barkley, two chains. Yeah, two Charles, Charles Barkley. Bar- two <laughs> <laughs>
4: two wow. chains with Charles Barkley. Okay, where's the connection? Uh, uh, tell tell us your thought process in that. Because I, I find Charles Charles Barkley to be hilarious to me. So and, and two chains is, is the same way. They're they're both just they're both funny. So um yeah, Charles Parkland man. Yeah. Okay. What about you, B? Uh
3: Vernon Davis. Because it seemed like when whenever San Francisco was on a roll and running, you always saw two chains over there hugging up on San Francisco players, especially Vernon Davis, and always all up in his face. So Vernon Davis that that's the connection I get with that for some reason.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Phone number to call in, 646 Excuse me, 646 That was tough. Again, 646 646- <laughs> We're, we're going to come back. We're going to do a few more before we get off the air. Uh, hit us up. That was up. tough. Uh, you're listening live to Dead End Sports. Um, let's jump to the NBA real quick, man. Uh, unless you've been hiding under a rock, uh, your man Phil Jackson is back in the building, back, uh, the former New York Knicks who was a member of the championship team when they won in 1972, uh, is back as the president of the New York Knicks. Um, obviously, there's a lot on Phil's plate. Uh, this year's current team is struggling. I think they're maybe two games out of the playoffs, two or three mid games out of the playoffs, the eighth playoff seed. Um, I'll start with you first, Kim, man. What
4: should be... Phil's first move with the Knicks. Well, I, I think he needs to establish some some sense of order and 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 culture uh, in in New York, and I think that that's one of the things that that they've kind of lacked. They have a, a story franchise past. They have a lot of you know passion. The city is is behind the win or lose, uh, pre- preferably winning. But, you know, I, I think that, you know, they've relied a lot on that and the name more than winning. And um, and I think he needs to come back and, and reestablish that which he was a part of when he played there. So, you know, he, he, he's been part of the organization, so he knows what that organization was all about back when he played. And he needs to reestablish some of those old school morals and values and, and, and sense of, of self that they had before, you know, in the past. And, um, and, and just to get some order and, and really come up with a plan on what they're going to do, you know, in regards to personnel, what type of team they're going to be, you know, their approach to free agency. So, so just really need a, a solid game plan and a five year plan or a 10 year plan or however long your plans will stand there in order to figure out how they're going to win a championship and what are the key pieces that they need in place to, to make that happen. No doubt, no doubt. <clears throat> what, what about you, B? Uh,
1: what, what do you think Phil's first move should be? Uh,
3: you know, just like Ken, yeah. He need to. He, they need to have a winning culture because I mean, let's face it, New York hasn't won a championship since before I was born. You know, so mm. they, need, they need to do something, man. I mean, I, you know, I guess it's good to see have Phil there to get that to try to have that winning atmosphere. But the first move, I guess. Oh, man, I don't know if people are going to disagree on this one, but I would say try to try to keep Carmelo. I mean, you know, if he if Phil Jackson feels that Carmelo can go to the next level that he supposedly sees, maybe, you know, Phil Jackson is seeing something that that extra that we're not seeing. So, I mean, obviously, if he's talking positive about Carmelo, his first move should try to, you know, keep Carmelo here. And then, you know, and try to get some players and build some players around that rather than it takes, you know, two years, three years. You know, you know Carmelo' window is is, is is kind of about to be on the way of closing. So I don't know really, if right. I, I don't know how patient I don't know how patient Carmelo's gonna be if if still gonna go to him and say, hey, look, you know, give me about two years and we can get this thing going. And I don't know if Carmelo might be like, yo, man, I know I need to I need to win within these next three years. You know what I'm saying? So right. I, I just don't know what I don't know what Carmelo's head is thinking right now. But you know. Yeah, Phil Jackson's first move—he seemed to be speaking highly on Carmelo, so keep Carmelo. If that was the first move he want to do, keep him.
1: Okay, okay. What, what about you, FIFO? What what should be Phil's first move?
3: Man, um, a decision. Whatever decision that is, he just that that should be his first move. A decision on the coach. A decision on keeping Melo. Uh, a decision on just day-to-day stuff. He just needs to make a decision regardless of what it is. Um, Now, I'll tackle a couple of those decisions. I think that in terms of Carmelo, I agree with B. I think that he should try to re-sign him, um, mainly because Barnani and Amari Stoudemire come off the books next year. So that's either a great trading chip or they just come off the books next year. Now you have uh, that, that salary room to so maybe lure Kevin Love away from Minnesota. You see what I'm saying? So now you may... Not not now you can make moves. So I think Phil Jackson is going into a situation where he could if he now look, I I've I've always said Phil Jackson deserves an opportunity. A man with eleven championships as a coach, he knows what he the hell he's doing and he deserves an opportunity. So, with that being said, I think that he actually has an opportunity to turn it around rather quicker than later. You know, it just depends on how aggressive he wants to be with it. Um now, a, 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 a decision on head coach, um, I read on Bleacher Report today that the two leading candidates are Tyron Lue and Steve Kerr. I like both uh, for him. Why? Because they're younger coaches. Um, the other thing, too, is is that you can see with, with coaching, the older you get and the younger talent you get, there's a bigger disconnect there. So right. that's why Pat Alley don't coach no more. That's why Phil don't coach no more. You know, because they just don't connect to the players. I like Tyron Lue, um in that aspect that he's played for Phil. He understands that. He's been Doc's assistant coach for all this time, so he understands the importance of defense. He's obviously been an assistant with Tom Thibodeau. So he's had a, a lot of great coaches, you know, a, a, either that he's played for or that he's been an assistant for. So I really like that pedigree that Tyron Lue brings to the table. Um, in terms of Steve Kerr, you know, um, I thought he did a pretty decent job as a GM. Um, you know, it, it, sometimes it's, it's called the draft lottery for a reason. You know, and it's, you can't pick the players that are going to be in that draft. So, you know, I don't put too much onto Steve Kerr. I like the way he views the game because, you know, obviously he's a color analyst for ESPN, and you know, I, I listen to him and I, and I like his I like his take on. Basketball, and then also with the ties to Phil, and already having relationships with players and agents, and knowing the basketball, you know, ins and out from an executive level, I think that I, that that can also help them, you know, on the bench. But um, you know, again, Phil just needs to make a decision.
1: Do you think? Uh, does, does anybody think that? It, and- People, you, you made a great point just then uh, as far as talking about the disconnect between the current players and the younger players. Do you think at any moment Phil's going to come down from the, the executive suites to step on the floor and, and coach again?
3: I think that the only way that that happens is kind of like a, a Pat Riley scenario where he has have Van Gundy. You know, he knew that they had a championship team, and Van Gundy just wasn't cutting it and he had to go down there and do what he did, and let me show you how you do this, because, you know, I'm a big boy out here. I think, you know, if a scenario presented itself like they do have a championship contending team and the coach cannot get over that hump, then I could see Phil maybe doing that, you know, just to save face and save his credibility, because,
5: you know, sometimes you just got to
3: do the dirty work yourself.
5: You know, it is what it is.
3: But, um... I, I honestly, I think that the chances of that happening are slim to none. Again, I really think that New York can turn it around uh, quicker rather than later, and I, and I, I think they'll be competing r- r- rather soon.
1: Okay, okay. I, I don't know, man. You know what? I, I I would love to see Carmelo stay, but I think it, much like what you guys said, I think you got to at this point you got to get a good read on Carmelo to see where um, where he is. And then you know where because it, it, I don't even know if it's necessarily Carmelo because I think Carmelo wants to win. I think the problem is is I don't know that you necessarily have the pieces around him, you know, conducive to winning. J.R. Smith got to go. He got to go. He you know he's not. I mean, truth be told, I don't think J.R. Smith should have been re-signed this year. Um, Agreed. but Kyle, you know, if anybody's going to trade J.R. Smith,
3: isn't isn't that Phil Jackson? It, it, isn't that the Zen master? Is anybody going
1: to take somebody think. like JR? <laughs> but I'm here's what saying, I don't so. want. Here's what you don't want. You don't want to make a commitment to him. I mean, obviously, NBA contracts are guaranteed. You know, you don't want a, a young coach like a Tyron Lue or a Steve Kerr, you know, having to deal with this dude who, you know, I mean, Mike Woodson has is, is, is very well respected throughout the league, obviously won a college championship with Indiana, um, and, and, and very well-known throughout the league and, and tenured, um, you know, but they've clashed. And I think when you have a player like that who's not going I mean, if he's not going to listen to Mike Woodson, I can't really see him listening to Steve Kerr or Tyron Lue. you got to let him go. He, he's got to go. And m- trade him now while you can get some value for him if you can get value for him. Problem is, I don't know that anybody's willing to take on New York's headache at that price. You know, uh, you know, but I think he's, if I'm not mistaken, they just signed him to like a five-year deal. So, you know, they're on the hook for a little while. The contract with Stardomire is an albatross. You know, it's just Stardemire won't ever, and it's, it's a shame because I think he's a good guy. I don't think Stardemire will ever be the player that we once saw him back in the day. And, and, and in fairness to Mello, he's never, you know, I think they may have played maybe 20 games where you saw glimpses of him being that uh, Omari Sotomayor but I just don't know that he'll ever be that way um, yeah but I, I, much like what even what Ken said I think you know at some point in time you got to have a vision you got to say okay well hey what, what is it that we're doing where are we trying to go and have a plan because you know the New York Knicks as constructed now and I could be wrong they don't appear to have a plan they just <laughs> you know go with the flow whichever way the wind's blowing that's where they're headed so I don't know
4: it is truly up in the air. Phone number to call in, I, area code 6. Go ahead, go ahead. I think they had a plan. Um, I think that they were unable to successfully adjust on the fly when the plan went uh, went astray. You know, I think they they knew they wanted to go get LeBron. That didn't work. They already had Stoudemire. They wanted to go get LeBron. You know, I think they may have even went after Bosch. So they went after certain players, then they got Carmelo. But I think... Bosh, when Bosh didn't work out, I mean, but not Bosh. When Amari didn't work out, he 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 became injured. I think that kind of derailed the plan that they were putting in place, and they were unable to make the necessary adjustments. In part because of the insane contract they gave Amari, you know, at the time to to um, to kind of get things back on track. So I think they had an idea of where they wanted to go. I think the plan just didn't work, and they were unable to successfully adjust to that, and they were just trying to make do with what they have. And and it worked last year, not so much this year. They may still get to the playoffs because the Hawks are playing like crap again, and, um, right. and and we'll see, and that should help them out. But if I'm New York, honestly, I'm not trying to make the playoffs, you know. Uh, maybe I'll try. Well, I don't know how they're doing in the, in the draft lottery anyway, so they might as well try to do something. But anyway... Yeah, that's what I wanted to say, man. I, I think they just weren't unable to successfully adjust when the they didn't have a plan B or a plan C, and they just only had plan A, and and that didn't work. So they were kind of stuck in limbo.
1: No doubt, no doubt. The phone number to call in: area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Again, six se six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You are listening live to Dead End Sports. Uh you got about uh, almost about 30 minutes left. Hit us up. 646-478-0356. Um getting a lot of comments coming in there on Facebook and Twitter uh on the, the 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 comparisons to the athletes and the rappers. Um shout out to my girl Crystal. She said uh the comparable athlete to 2 Chains. She said Dennis Rodman. I always scratch my head when they talk. They need closed captioning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, and shout out to my man Peanut. He said, uh, "He said Magic Johnson at 50 He said he's a star. He said he got those. Both uh, are very good businessmen. They both got big money. So definitely, I, I can definitely understand that as well. Um, next question we we t- we touched on it a little bit during the Q's call earlier. Um, man, Mike Vick. Mike Vick is now a New York Jet. Ironically, uh, Vick signs with the Jets, and his, uh, subsequently, uh, Mark Sanchez was cut. And Mark Sanchez is going to, we got word yesterday that Mark Sanchez is going to sign with Vick's former team, the Philadelphia Eagles, and backup Nick Foles. Um, So, Vick is a Jet now. Uh, And I'll start first with you, B. What? Who do you think will start, Vic or Geno Smith? And if Vic starts, what does that say about Geno Smith?
3: Um, if Vic starts, all it says is Geno Smith just still needs some touching up to do. I mean, let's forget he's he's just coming off from his rookie season, so it's not like it's not like Geno Smith is a is a is a five, six, seven year you know guy in the league already. This dude is a rookie, so of course, I mean you know from the. General public, if Michael Vick be start, a starting quarterback, they're gonna be like, well, okay, Michael Vick is supposed to be the starting quarterback. He was, so he's supposed to win that job, you know. So, you know, going into it, I'm if he wins it, I'm gonna be like, okay, yeah, Vick was supposed to win it. Now, if he lose, if he doesn't get that starting job, you know, it may be depend on how he's performing during training camp and preseason games. Maybe he didn't perform up to the bill that you know the Jets thought that he can perform to. So. You know, you can you, you also got to add that to a fact because you got to have a good training camp in, the preseason in order to in order to earn that starting job. You just don't, you're not going to get it off a of name. You got to kind of show and prove, especially, you know, with Vic coming off these injuries, he always getting injured. Yeah, you, you know, Vic, you got to come out there and prove yourself. I know you got a cannon for arm. Or, you know, I know you, you can, you know, you can run it and, 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 and get you about a good 20, 20 yards per carry and stuff, but you got to go out there and prove it in this training camp in this preseason. So, you know, like I said, if he wins it, he's supposed to. If he doesn't then it's like, you know, hey, he didn't perform well and like I like I said again, Geno Smith is a rookie. I mean people that's one thing I hate about the NFL media, man. People act like they want to be so hard and it's like this dude is a rookie. You know, of course he's gonna make a lot of rookie mistakes. You know, now if he's still making these mistakes eight years down the line
0: you know or,
3: you know what I'm saying? Then you can dog right. him out. But like this guy is a rookie <laughs> You know what I'm saying? A quarterback is a tough position to play, man. It's fast, a lot happening. So, you know, cut Gino Smith's play. If he loses, it, you know, guess what? He might just go back to the drawing board, and you know, he might that he might have a good veteran under Victor Tuck. It's time to, try, to try, like, improve his game, and maybe three, four years from now, he might get signed to a team and be a good starting quarterback. So that's all.
1: Oh, I agree totally. I agree totally. What, what about you, FIFO? Uh... Who, who starts, man, Vic or uh, or, or, or Geno Smith?
3: I think uh, Geno Smith starts. I think I think he wins out. Um, you know, I, you know, at this point, obviously, he he's played. He started more games than what Vic averages. You know, Vic has been hurt. Vic only averages eleven starts. You know, so you know that's that's you're missing six games. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a lot of games. It's almost like, you know, third of the season. So, you know, um, I think at this point in time, Vic is a backup. Um, I think Vic is one of those athletes that will never – he's always going to show you glimpses because he could be 40, he's still going to be fast, he's still going to have that arm, and he could probably still play in the NFL. He probably wouldn't be smart, but he probably physically could still do it. So I I think it's a good pickup for New York. I don't think that it means anything outside of if Gino goes down, we're not going to suck. Simple as that.
1: Oh, no, no doubt. That that's that's a, that's a very good point because if he does go down, you got more than a capable if 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 he's starting and he goes down, you have more than a capable backup. Um what about mm-hmm. you, Ken? What what what's your take on Vic being a
4: jet? I thought it was a, a kind of a weird signing. Um, you you do have a quality backup. I think Vic's days, days as a starter are, are over. I think he he should just go ahead and just fade into the sunset as, as a backup and and um and hopefully he'll end up in the right situation. Um, maybe there were not a lot of teams calling, but and, and maybe I'm wrong in what I'm about to say. But I thought Vic felt like he was still a starter in this league and that he wanted to be a starter in this league. So for him to go sign with the Jets, you know, just seemed a little weird to me with him saying that they were telling him that this is Geno Smith's team and it's all about Geno Smith So, and that he will be the backup. So I thought it was a little odd that he – Still decided to sign with his team. Now, look, if I'm Vic and I saw what Geno Smith did last year, I would probably sign with this team too. Because, like you <laughs> said, you know he's a rookie, and I don't expect him to improve overnight. Which is exactly what probably a year or two would be for him. You know, and 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 kudos to B because you're absolutely right, man. People expect these guys to be great right out the jump, and it takes time to learn how to be a quarterback and to be a successful quarterback. So, um, so yeah. So I, I, I think that um, that if he wants a chance to play uh, as a starter, it could very well happen in New York because Brett Ryan flip flopped a lot last year when it came to his starting right. quarterback, and that's all they talked about last year was should Geno Smith be the starter or Sanchez or whoever else they they had. So. Um, so, yeah, that, that's all I, I, I make out of it. I think Vic's just going there because he probably has a stronger chance of, of starting at some point. Um, you know, he had a more of a chance to start there than anywhere else. And that's it. I think...
1: Um, I, I slightly disagree with you, Ken. I, I don't think... Vic, I think Vic's too much of a competitor to, uh, to, to just ride off into the sunset. That's just really not him. I think Vic... You know, if you ask him in his heart of hearts, Vic thinks that he probably should be starting ahead of Nick Foles, um, and so does probably a lot of Philadelphia fans as well. Um, personally, I'm not sold on Foles. Uh, I'm not sold on Chip Kelly either. Uh, you know, anybody can catch lightning in a bottle in a in a down season where you're playing subpar. Uh, talent, excuse me, yeah, you're playing in subpar competition, you know, the key will be once, you know, teams get film on you, and they have film, they'll have a whole year of film on Chip Kelly's offense, and we'll see what happens from there. That being said, I think Vic will start. I think Vic will start until he gets hurt again, because we know he's going to get hurt. He has not played a full season, I think, in like six years. Um, What it, what, the concern that I have about this move is that uh, if you go out and get Vic, then what that tells me is that the Jets organization isn't completely sold on Geno Smith, which is a bit concerning and goes back to what B said. Um, you know, I, I don't know that you necessarily. I mean, this is what this was a second round pick. You know, who's your starting quarterback? You know, and he beat out Sanchez, which I don't necessarily know was very tough. <laughs> but if he out Sanchez for the starting position last year and I mean he, he's your he's your team now is he going to be the face of the franchise normally your your starting quarterback is the face of the franchise um so to sit him I think is is that that makes it that much tougher I don't know what that does for his confidence if he has to sit now yeah he can learn the game a lot from Vic he can learn a lot from Vic but you know, and, and I, I've never bought into this old adage of, uh, you know, you can learn a lot watching a guy on the side. Yeah, the game slows down a little bit when you're on the sidelines, but, man, you got to be in the fire. You know, and I think what's happened is, just to touch on B's point, the expectations are unreal based off of what we've seen over the last few years in quarterbacks and their Early success. You look at Matt Ryan here in Atlanta. You look at Joe Flacco. These are two young quarterbacks who came into the league and won immediately. You know, Flacco already has a Super Bowl ring, Um, $100 million contract. Uh, Then you saw, you know, guys like RG3, Russell Wilson, uh, Andrew Luck. You know, so the, the the pressure is on to succeed very early as a starting quarterback. Remember when we were growing up? If you were drafted number, if you were a first round of draft pick as far as quarterback, you sat for a year or two. I remember Steve Steve Spurrier, the late Steve um not Steve not Steve Spurry, Steve uh, McNair. I remember him sitting behind some bums, you know, but he had to wait his turn. And and even a guy like Peyton Manning, who came into the league, Manning started from day one. But Manning also you know, led the league in in interceptions with 26. So you know he took his lumps, and and you know at times Geno Smith looked like a rookie last year. At times he looked like a seasoned vet. You know that's what you that's what you have when you have a rookie quarterback. Um, I don't know, man. It just kind of looked to me like the Jets are, are kind of backing away from the table a little too quick. Now if Vic comes in and Smith stays the starter and and he pushes him to be become a better quarterback all is well. Like FIFO said, if, if Smith goes down, they've got a proven, a guy who can start, um, you know, to come in for for a few games in relief duty. And maybe that's what Vic will be relegated to. You know, I, I hope so. You know, but I just, something tells me that Vic is, you know, because he only signed a one-year deal, you know, Vic in his mind, he really thinks he can still start. So, he would not have gone there had he, you know, there's a couple of teams that he could have gone to, um Oakland being one of them but they signed Matt Job, um Vic's former back up here in Atlanta and um I think he, he feels like he can still start so you know time will tell uh but I think um I don't know I, I just I, I like the move from the Vic aspect but I'm I'm kind of if I'm if I'm Gino Smith I'm a little leery because I'm thinking now you know do, do y'all really really want me or you just got me here you know it, it's Something tells me that they're not completely sold on him. And if that's the case, that's fine. But, you know, you can't act as if you are and you aren't. You know, so we'll we'll know come so so Ken, I agree but slightly disagree with you. Um we'll know come come football season if, if they're really, really sold on uh Geno Smith. Uh the phone number to call in, area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You're listening live to Dead End Sports. Right here, every Tuesday night, I'm your host, 12 Kyle, joined by my partners in crime, B, Ken Fifo. You know the fellows from Dead End Hip Hop. Hit us up. Uh, there's more than one way to participate. Hit us up. You can hit us up on Twitter, at Dead End Sports. Follow us, uh, at Dead End Sports. You can also check out our website, deadendsports.com. Uh, hit us up on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, go to our Facebook page, Dead End Sports uh excuse me facebook.com backslash dead End sports like the page become a fan of the page. Uh remember this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So in the event you cannot listen to the show live or you miss any parts of the show, check out the archives at blogtalkradio dot com backslash dead end sports. You can also check it out on Stitcher. You know if you're not sure what Stitcher is, just go to your if you're an Android or iPhone user, go to the application store uh, search Stitcher, download it for free. Uh, search Dead End Sports, and you can listen to Dead End Sports at home or on the go, at your leisure. It's just that simple. Hit us up six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Word association. Let's go back to the word association and the athletes and rappers. Uh, if you missed it, we did it about ten fifteen minutes ago. Uh, I give you a a rapper. You give me the athlete that you would associate that rapper with. Um FIFO. I'm I'm, I'm throw you I'm gonna throw you an easy one this time. Jay Z.
0: Um MJ B. B. O.B. <laughs> can can y'all hear me? Hello. Okay, we now we got you. <laughs> oh.
5: I
3: think, I think my, my earpiece wasn't plugged in all the way. It, it kind of slipped out a little bit, but um, yeah. I, if people took mine, I was gonna say I was gonna I was gonna say MJ. I say Kobe.
0: Okay, okay. Ken, I'll go Lebron. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Why Lebron, Ken? <can? laughs> I mean, he, you know, he, he's a he, you know he's a huge star, man. They're both got kind of like these modern day current stars that has all of these these multi, you know, these different type of brands that are out here, man. And and I don't think people people give LeBron a lot of credit for his uh, his business moves, man. So I mean, you know, he's one of the biggest stars out here, you know, right now. Um, Jordan Jordan is just a, a legend in the game, but he's also retired. Jay-Z's mm-hmm. not retired. <laughs> He's still playing the game. And right. so is LeBron. So I, I can see them on equal footing right now. Okay,
0: okay. All right. Um.
4: That's good, huh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was pretty good. Uh, all
1: right, let's come back to Ken. Ken, Rick Ross,
4: the mastermind. Uh, Rick Ross, Vince Wolford. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Just in there. laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> oh, oh. <laughs> people <laughs> Rick Ross
3: Warren Sapp.
0: Okay, <laughs> oh, God. okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> What about you, B? Um, David
3: Ortiz. Wow. Laura Evans.
0: Oh, man.
1: Oh, oh man. I, I wasn't expecting those answers. No, you <laughs> wasn't. Six yeah, what four six. when you do that? Yeah, 6 four 6 Like I said, man, these cats know hip hop. You know they know hip hop, so I'm having a little fun with this. Um, All right. B. Lil Wayne.
3: Uh, Ooh, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne. I would say Russell Respert because they dress (laughs) similarly. (laughs) <laughs> <down here. laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hell that can't be. Yeah, because sometimes Wayne yeah, wears some stuff. He's like, what the hell are you wearing? And, you know, and Westbrook's been the same way. So, you know, I, that that's the connection I, I see with that one. All
0: right, what about you, FIFO?
5: Oh, I'm still thinking.
0: I right, am still thinking.
5: Um, What's that coming in
3: mind? I don't, I don't know, like. I guess Nate Robinson, but I don't know the correlation. He just popped in there. But... <laughs> I can't think of it. All anything. right, what about you, you Ken? Made,
0: you made people draw a blank. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what about you, Ken? Mugsy Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> what? So why mugs? Uh, you know, you, you look at Muggs, man, and you look at his stature, and you, and you didn't think you were gonna get much, but you know, when when he stepped on the court, man, you know, he 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 left it all out there, and 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 same thing with Wayne, man, Wayne Wayne he leaves it all out there, and and at one point, you know, he was that dude. He kind of fell off a little bit, but you know, when he stepped on the court in his heyday, he he would deliver the hits. So, same thing with Bowles, man. When when he was dunking and all kind of other shit, so well when he was playing playing, I'm sorry. Right, but right, well, right. My bad. And shout out to so my I man
0: Ant.
1: Ant said uh, he said he said Kwame Brown. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> Kwame Brown. Hell <laughs> <laughs>
0: no.
1: Damn. Um, Lil Wayne. Who would I put Lil Wayne with? Um. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna, that's, Nate is a Nate Robinson. Good call. You know, both of them short and ugly. Um <laughs> he, you
3: silly. I mean
1: I'm just I mean let's just keep it real. I mean first thing coming to mind, yeah. Um all right.
0: C C4
5: What up
1: L P
0: Uh
3: Bill Cartwright.
0: Why Bill Cartwright?
3: Yeah, I know. <laughs> well here, here, here's the reason. Because okay. his shot was awkward but efficient and LP's delivery it can be awkward, but he's definitely efficient. So Oh my
0: that's god. That's why Hell I went yeah. with it. Hell yeah. He he is. He he
1: truly is, man. I love that cat. What about you, Ken? L P
4: Oh wow. Uh you got you—you you got me with this one. Uh, LP. Um. Damn, man. I'm going let, let, let me let me meditate on that for a minute. Meditate no, man. That. We no,
1: no. Oh, we we be. we didn't we didn't we didn't stop for anybody. We got All no.
4: right, uh, up uh,
0: <laughs>
1: Ain't coming to mind. We might have to call Mike Town for this one. You don't want sports, man. I know. I. Know. Um, <laughs> Somebody asked me that one day on I don't know, and, man. Dave, David what? Wright, Are y'all gonna man, have I Mike have no on the on the show? I was like, man. Let me tell you something. Mike knows very little
4: about sports.
3: And you do what you say, Kim.
4: David Wright, the play for the the New York Mets. I have no correlation, but you asked that's what you got. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, FIFO?
3: Harry, went to FIFO.
1: Okay. Did I do you, B? I'm sorry. I'm losing
3: uh, track here. No. Nah, um, uh, I would say uh, John Stockton. Very consistent. Never, you know, you know what you're going to get from John Stockton. You know, same thing with LP. has been very consistent since, you can't, since I've been introduced to him from Fun Crushers Plus and He's been consistent with his solo albums and, and work with Killer Mike, so John Fox. Alright, I'm
1: really about to stump y'all now.
0: <laughs>
1: B Drake. Drake? Uh yeah.
0: what's, what's the old boy what's
3: the old boy name from Toronto? Um no 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 no, I'm sorry. So hey, um um Demarcus Cousins, cause he was all under his underarm and shit. Y'all see that picture?
0: <laughs>
3: DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: it is right
3: there. You ain't you ain't gonna look
0: you
1: ain't gonna get me. I'm a I'm I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> fire I'm, I'm my Now that's not an answer I was expecting. I did not have that old oh, right. man. That's that's a good one. <laughs> <That's
0: right. laughs> you ain't gonna catch me. What, a, what you about you C Drake Drizzy?
5: Oh man, um I'm I'm gonna say Paul Pierce.
1: Okay. Any particular reason like why he, Drake in the Truth?
5: Yeah.
3: Why? I yeah. mean, you don't even like Paul Pierce.
0: you yeah. don't I, like Drake. Look, either. look, look. People <laughs> <He don't> like, <laughs> no, 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 cool. like Drake. No, I'm
3: joking. I'm joking. Drake. I respect oh. Drake just like I respect Paul Pierce. Um, here's the reason why I pick him. Because whenever you watch Paul Pierce, Paul Pierce play any type of defense, it looks like you are just like holding this guy in quicksand. He's always flailing. Yeah. So he just looks like he's soft. I'm not saying he's soft, but he plays sometimes like, like, he, like he he he's adverse to tough defense. Like he just, mm-hmm. you know, he just gets under my skin like that. And then, um, you know, Drake is soft. So then,
0: yeah, that's that's that's, that's the first name that came to me. So, you know, that's why.
1: What about you, Ken?
4: The 2011 Miami Heat team, and I'll tell you why. Oh, yeah, I know where you're going with this. Man. Go <laughs> Just when you think you made it and you think you can go hang with the big boys, you get your ass knocked down.
0: <laughs> when the Miami
4: Heat won the championship and Drake tried to take his ass back in the locker room, that old white man, I think he was white, well, whatever old security guard didn't give a damn who he was and would let his ass get in there to celebrate. So yeah, you made it, but you know, you're not a part of this shit just yet. So that, you know, that that's what I kind of, you know, what I thought about Drake. Like, when I thought about Drake, not saying that Drake hasn't made it cuz Drake obviously has made it, but when I thought about <coughs> Drake, I just thought about when he tried to get backstage to celebrate with the Heat after they won the championship and they will let him in. Same thing with the 2011 Heat when they thought they were going to the to the, win the NBA title. And it was game two, and they were up 15, and they were just stomping on Dallas. And they were like, yep. we got this. And they got shut down. I mean, they didn't make it. So they didn't get it to the back to celebrate at all. So that's what I think about when I think about Drake. And and this word association. The whole team. The whole damn team. Mike Vickie, <laughs> all them that played. <laughs>
1: Oh man, and there you have it. Word association with Dead End Sports, man. That's, that's that's it right there. That you guys, man, I, I I wanted to to use some that you might be anticipating, some that you didn't. In fact I got a few more written down. We're definitely going to try to do this on on other shows. Um obviously we're a huge hip hop fans, so it's always good to, to associate an athlete with um with uh with, with a rapper because Rappers want to be athletes, athletes, athletes want to be rappers. Uh, the phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. Tell a friend, tell a friend, Dead End Sports on the air again every uh, every Tuesday night, right here at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, next question I have for you guys uh how much stock do you put into NFL draft workouts, the pro day workouts? Um, because I, I saw someone talking about Teddy Bridgewater and you know whether or not he didn't, whether or not he performed or didn't perform as well as they thought he would have at his pro day workout. Um, if you had to put a percentage on it, uh, be how much? Perc- what would be the percentage you would put on how much stock you put into that
3: into, into your
1: pro day performance? hmm as to where you might draft a guy.
3: Oh man, that's that's so hit or miss, man. I mean I I guess I would just say fifty percent because I mean it's been guys that had wonderful uh pro days, but I mean uh what's what's the cat name that came out of Notre Dame? They hyped him up so they hyped him up so big and he's he is nowhere play. to be found. Uh him no, it's another one. Oh, that's a good one, people. What's the other
1: one before him? I think after
3: him. Uh, what Jimmy
1: Clausen.
3: Jimmy Clausen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, he I was in
1: Carolina, you know, but backing up Cam, I
3: think. I mean, what what is, what is he doing? It's like, is, does anybody care about him? So and, I mean, you know, he had a, he had a, a pretty, you know, decent to really good uh, pro day, and this is like. But then you got some guys that had a good pro day, and you kind of like, damn, what kind of what kind of happened to him? I thought he was going to pay out to be good. So it's, it's like fifty fifty almost. You know, it's like I don't know where to really put my put my pin on on that, because you never know what you're going to get out of that, so it's like, ah, uh, I just say 50%, I, you know, I can't really say like 70, 30, 80, 20, or whatever, I would just say 50, because some of these guys have to do good and have bad, some of them do good and they still have a, I mean, some of them do good and have a bad career, and then some of them do bad and ha- end up having a pretty decent to good career, so, ah, uh, can't really, because, I mean, don't, be, being out there by yourself, it's just different when you win the game, you know, you your mindset mm-hmm. might be different when you out there playing that game speed than if you out there just throwing it to one person, and you got fifty people, you know, just like watching you and analyzing. So, you know, I don't know. Players work differently under certain circumstances.
1: That's true. That's that's a great point. Um, hey, we got about damn about three minutes left. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's jump into our closing statements, man. Ken, I'll start first with you. Uh, quick closing statements.
4: Um, quick. So, let's say, um, or let's, yeah, well, shit, I, you know, I don't know. Um, you know what, just to get back to that question, I guess I'll just just chime in on that. I'll do about, about 30%. Um, the, what I'll say about Pro Day as a closing statement is that it's just one day. If you played in college, we have plenty of games to look at, and that's what mm-hmm. these teams have. They have plenty of games to look at that show what they do on the field, and that's all that count It's what happens on the field. So, you know, I, I put little stock into pro days. Quit hating no t- uh Bridgewater.
1: <laughs> what about you, FIFO? Closing statement.
3: Man, you know, I gotta go at 10. So um I I, I slightly disagree, uh, where um, Keep it short. You know, like like he should no, that 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 should be easier when it's you and just you know, it's pretty routine, you know what's gonna happen. That should that Yo, Bridgewater, there's no excuse for having that bad of a pro day. Have you seen the film, Ken? Because I haven't. That looked pretty damn bad because I could have went out there with my old ass and thrown way better than Bridgewater <laughs> did that damn day. And I'm just saying because you already know
0: how I feel.
1: What about you, B? Um,
3: shout out to my homie, Midas Media, man. Make sure y'all, he just lost his website. Make sure y'all go check out his website. If you need any graphic designs, animations, uh video production, go check out his website is it's it's together one word, I am dot com. So make sure y'all check it out. Go support my homie support my bro and
1: get get if you want some video good video quality, go
3: to him. I am dot com.
1: There it is, there it is. My closing statement man. Uh for the second time man. Tiger Woods man. Tiger get your back right man. I mean you, you don't want to be laying around like Ken.
5: You don't you don't want to have a <laughs>
1: bad back. I mean <laughs> I mean, hey, man, the Masters are right around the corner. Hey, man, Tiger, suck it up, man, because I promise you, I will not watch a minute of the Masters if you're not playing. I promise you that. We need you out there, man. We need to. I mean, Tiger's box office. So if he's not out there, hey, him, me, and a whole bunch of other people won't be t- tuning in. I can promise you that. That's going to that's do it for this week, uh, for Ken, for B, for FIFA. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. We'll all see you next week. This is Dead End Sports. Peace. Hey. hey.